1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. We've all had enough reality already. It's time to get reacquainted with the edge of your seat because the big screen is back. Check out all the summer blockbusters coming to Marcus Theaters and Movie Tavern at MarcusTheaters.com. Roll his theme. Time to talk music news. You know, Gary, your name comes up a lot during the week with different news stories that we do. Uh-oh. It'll be like, well, we'll ask Gary Friday. We'll talk about this Friday. And, and it's all usually Brittany. <laughs> a lot of it. Yeah. Yes. We should ask Gary this. Yeah. We, we should, should ask Gary, Gary that. that. And, and then you forget by Friday. Uh, well, somebody writes it down sometime. I, I've written a couple of things down. Okay. Uh, this week, Carrie and I were going back and forth with uh, McCartney's best album. Huh. That's a, that's a good. And I said the knee-jerk reaction is for people who are uninformed. So I say, well, it's banned on the run. And yeah, and that's not a bad choice either. That's a, that's that's a, a really good album. I don't think they really want to know your opinion. They just want to be just validated. Validate, validation. Because right. right. if you say, so you know, they don't want me to tell them that's a good that's a good pick, but it's wrong. If you if you uh, give your opinion and disagree with Bob's, he'll go eh, wrong. The best okay. album is <laughs> right. Fair, fair enough. You can't hey, go wrong. You're jumping you my bit. Well, I don't want to hear it. Okay. What uh, What is McCartney's best album, in your opinion? In my opinion, I, I think Flowers in the Dirt. I thought that was one that he, you know, it was just a real, you know, a a really good album. You know, it had had real had strong songs on it, strong playing. It was a bit of a comeback album because that's the album that he returned to touring on. So I think he was really motivated uh, when he made when he made that record. And, uh, you know, did some writing with Elvis Costello, which I think helped up Paul's game because, you know, he's always in many ways done his best writing with a partner. And there we so, have it. We have the opinion of a professional music critic who had several bullet points to support his opinion. That was <laughs> So that settles it. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. I'm kind of okay <laughs> with that because it wasn't Band on the Run. Band on the Run is a good album, but it's just it's his hits album, right? Well, it has a lot of hits on it. There's there's some really cool album tracks on it too. No, I mean that's a like I said, you can't you can't go wrong picking that. But I do I do think he has a couple of others that that we could say maybe were better as albums. I like Venus and Mars. Venus and Mars is a good record. You know, a lot of people like the first McCartney album. You know, people. You know, it's it's. He's done a lot. What kid is he holding in his jacket in that cover? What child of his is that? I think that's Mary. I'd oh. have to look it up. Okay. But, but I think that's, it's either Mary or James, but I think it's Mary. And I also stumbled into a documentary. I watched it on Peacock, and it's available a lot of different places. The Defiant Ones, have you watched that? Boy, a, a while ago. Yeah. Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Yeah. Dre. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I think, if I recall... That started as like an HBO series. Yeah, yes. it was like a three-part. When they when they initially did it, it was like a three-part or four-part series, and really interesting. I mean, you know, people, especially Jimmy Iovine, people don't really realize the kind of career he's had. You know, as a producer, as an innovator, as a headphone inventor, record label owner. Yeah, yeah. No, he's one of the he's one of the towering the towering figures in the industry. Yeah, and they kind of document both of them and then show how they meet up and come together and wind up, at the end, selling beats for $3.2 yeah. million. Exactly. Billion. Billion dollars. Not $3.2 yeah. $3.2 no, billion. Billion, you know? 
We're missing our calling here, guys. Yeah, well, just a little headphone deal, some kind of <laughs> little accoutrement. You know. Yeah. Well, and Beats, Beats became an entire other empire, too. You know, went, went well beyond the headphones. All right, let's not wait to the end to get to this one. Brian always saves this one to the end. The Spice Girls producer is pushing for a reunion. Now, I've been hearing about a reunion for oh, sure. five years now with these these uh, these women. Right, right. And so this one comes from Biff Stannard. He's a British producer. He's the guy who worked with them on all the albums and on Wannabe and Spice Up Your Life, Become One, uh, the big hits. And he was he was out this week. Uh, talking during an Instagram Live session about how there's a bunch of unreleased stuff he wants to put out. Some are entire songs we haven't heard, or one in the case of this song, Woman, W-O-M-A-N, with periods and everything. He, you know, play, they played live but never really released formally. So he'd like, he, you know, he's kind of pushing to release those. And then, of course, the talk came around of, well, could they record a fourth album one day? And he said... You know, sure they could, and it wouldn't hurt their, their legacy if it was phenomenal. Um, and but he's all up and ready to do it. So you know, he and he did say that's something I could probably take to them. But he said it's it's a long shot, and he he did kind of reiterate that it is the five of them have to make a unanimous decision in, in order to do something, at least in order to do uh, in order to do some recording. So well. He's not, He's not holding out a lot of hope for that, but he is uh, he is teasing us a little bit. I think Emma Bunton is going to be a little busy being married. She just got married, yeah, right? She did just get married. And, you know, a bunch of them have kids, so, you know. Although she has known the guy for 20 years, so yeah. maybe it's not a big deal. But. Yeah. but we'll see. You know, we'll see. There, There's still talk about, you know, some more reunion concerts. You know, although the hold up there seems to be uh, Posh Spice, Victoria Beckham, as to whether she'll be part of it or not. Yeah. But, she, but she could certainly be part of recording. They always, uh, it seemed like they always uh, used to get the call to action for some queen event, some jubilee or anniversary or, or something yeah, or other. Some, something notable, you know, in Britain. Because yeah. they, they are, as much as they were popular here. The Spice Girls seem so beneath the queen. <laughs> I just, you know, I got to say, well, after watching The Crown and they play that stupid game where you have to come up with a word or they go to those Highland games and drink beer and spill yeah. it all over yeah, each there's, other. There's uh, a little more there's a little more low culture in the royalty yeah. than, than we tend to realize. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, so, if the Spice Girls can do something that raises, you know, billions of pounds for the queen, the queen's coffers, they're not below her. Well, we've got Britney doing cartwheels. Yes, we She's did. Happy. Yeah, this was a, this was a, kind of the week she wanted in her latest court appearance on Wednesday. Uh, the the probate judge in Los Angeles granted her request to to hire her own and use her own attorney. It's a guy named Matthew Rosengard, who's a former federal prosecutor, and he wasted no time in you know letting the world know he's going to be filing a motion to end the conservatorship. He also strongly suggested that Jamie Spears voluntarily uh, leave his role as conservator. He said, you know, if he loves his daughter, uh, he will do the right thing and give up the conservatorship, and then we're going to file to end the conservatorship. Uh, Brittany in court uh, also let it be known that she she plans to file charges against her father for conservatorship abuse. And, and this uh, is all going as 
sort of laid out by the judge, right? These things right, have yeah, to happen in this here. order. Exactly. So, right. uh, and also, um, Brittany's personal conservator, this Jody Montgomery, uh, began filing filing paperwork as well um, to investigate some of the things that Brittany alleged back in her June court appearance. You know, the abuse that she that she alleged. All right. So, the judge says know. these things have to be done in a certain order. Yeah. In um, a manner. All right, so how long does it take for her to be emancipated, to have her freedom, to come and go as she wants, to make her own choices? Well, they're 18 in court. months, a year? The next time they're in court is September 29th. By that time, I think the motion to end the conservatorship will have been filed. So I don't know if there will be a ruling on that or if or September 29th is most likely uh, going to be procedural. You know, okay, all these, all these bo- you know, boxes have been checked. Let's move, you know, here's how we're going to move forward. And then would it just be a matter of I think hitting the gavel on the... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, there has to be some level of investigation and then a hearing, you know, of some sort. And then I'm sure there's an appeals process. So months, months is probably a good guess. I guess it could be expedited to take weeks if the court so chooses. Boy, would I be happy if I was Brittany and I heard this could be done in weeks. You know, and, and I suspect it could be. Meanwhile, uh, we are going to get the inside story from Jamie Lynn Spears, her sisters. Uh, she's announced that, and she's an act, most known as an actress, of course, and she's announced that she's written a memoir that will be published. They haven't given an exact publication date yet, um, and they, the publisher erroneously put out a title that, that is, I must confess, family fame and figuring it out. But, you know, she'll certainly be dealing with their upbringing and childhood in there with a lot of Britney's issues. So I thought she said she was going to steer clear of all that sort of that thing. That was the mom. Okay. So, the, you know, the sister said no such thing. I ain't okay. steering clear. I ain't taking and, yeah, no high a bro- road. There's a brother out there, too, we haven't heard from. And oh, Kevin, okay. Fed- Kevin Federline, I'm sure, has something to say. So Let's get so- to, some, let's get to a, uh, somebody who's actually performing or producing music. Dylan's got a concert coming up on Sunday night online. Sunday night online, veeps.com at uh, 4 o'clock. Uh, you can get it. It's his first concert since 2019. And, uh, yeah, it'll be, you know, knowing Dylan, it'll be something artful. I think it'll be a, an intriguing visual presentation. And, you know, hopefully they'll have subtitles so we'll know which song he's singing. And, yeah, it'll be, you know, I, and as Eric, I think it's 20 bucks or something. So if you've been craving a Dylan fix, you know, during this time of pandemic, uh, here's your opportunity. Uh, the two two other big things on you know on TV uh, this weekend, Paul McCartney's series. Uh, it's called McCartney Three Two One, and this is his six episode series with Rick Rubin, the producer, where they just for the most part sit around and talk. There's some video stuff and some performance footage, but it's Paul shedding light on all sorts of things in his career. Tonight's episode is these uh, these bring. These things bring you together, and he shares stories about the early days, you know, talking about his relationships with John Lennon and George Harrison and about bringing outside outside musicians into the Beatles sessions. Uh, you know, that's, so that's the first episode. And then, you know, he's got other episodes where he talks about songwriting and compositions and producing and other, you know, other folks in his life. How did Rick Rubin get this gig? I don't know. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting, interesting. choice. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, they're friends. You know, they know each other. That's a small. It's a small world when you get to that strata. 
And yeah, I suppose. They, they know each other, and some producer had an idea that, boy, it would be interesting to hear you guys sit around and talk. You know, Brian has this segment in uh, Showbiz News. He doesn't use it often. It's a get a load of this. <laughs> um, Judas Priest announced, and you even put in here in parentheses, count them, they announced a 42-disc box set to celebrate their 50th anniversary. 42 discs? 42 discs. A little light. A light. This is coming out October 21st. It's to celebrate their 50th anniversary. Well, then why isn't it 50 discs? That's... I, I wondered about that myself. Uh-huh. If, you're, if you're at 42, why not? But why not? It is, it is 42 uh, discs. It's going to have all of their official studio and live albums, plus 13 unreleased live concerts. Holy cow. So, you know, you, who needs to go see them live? You can just, you know... Play them live from now till Kingdom Come. I how mean, many, I think that this is a month's worth of listening. I was going to say, how many how many minutes is that? Have you and seen I, it? I have. I have not done the the math on that yet, but it's you know it'll be pricey, of course, and it, it'll be limited edition. But if you if you really like your priest, I can't can't think, <laughs> yeah, can't think of a, a better way to show it. Do we have a dollar amount on this thing? You know, I haven't seen. I okay. did not see that in the press release. All right. Uh, Nancy Wilson says uh, Hart's next tour, and we're assuming that there will be a next tour for Hart. Will probably be their last. That's what she's saying. Yeah, you know, she did an interview this week talking more about her solo album, but saying that yeah, you know, she and Nancy are talking about getting something together. She told me when I talked to her that there is an offer on the table for twenty two from Live Nation, but what she what she said here was. Uh, you know, he'd like to take a couple of years and do some kind of final heart tour. She said the word final. So that would be a great way to round off the live side of the band. So that doesn't rule out future recording or maybe the odd one-off performance. But she does say final live tour. So How's her voice holding up? Well, see, pretty, I think pretty well. You know, hmm. last time I heard her and then the last time I heard Ann Wilson, you know, they both they both sounded really good. So, you know, now that's, you know. When you go on tour, it's a, it's a whole different story. Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens. I do know Nancy is doing a an inter. This will be a pay per view show as well with uh, I think it's the Seattle either the Seattle Symphony or the Seattle Philharmonic. That's on uh, October 30th. And more more about that. You know, I'm sure it will come out. But yeah, you know, we might have Hart to kick around one more time, and that'll be that. <laughs> well, Hart does a great cover of Stairway to Heaven too. Oh yeah, they do a lot of. I mean, yeah. they, they did a whole Zep yeah. tour show the, once. Their their cover is "Stairway to Heaven" at the what the Presidential Honors thing, uh-huh. Kennedy you Center. Know, your voice has got to be in shape for that one. Yeah, oh, no, they did. They've done Cashmere. They've done yeah. a whole lot of. Love. I mean, they do. You know, they, they, Zeppelin is their is one of their loves. Hmm. Uh, David Bowie's old apartment, in New York. Now, did they use this when they sell it? Uh, you know, this was Bowie's place. Oh uh, uh, sure. Like John Voight's, uh, John Voight's car in Seinfeld, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> so now David Bowie, so this, uh, you know, this apartment that he lived in in Manhattan just sold for $16.8 million, approximately four times what he paid for it in the late 90s. Where's that money go? Because people bought stock in David Bowie. Do the shareholders get that cash? It probably, it probably you know, makes some of it, probably makes its way there. I'm sure uh, Iman and the kids get something out of it, too. Okay. Right. What about uh, the King uh, Tut documentary? How does Iggy Pop, is he narrating that? Yeah, Iggy Pop is narrating this new documentary uh, that is about uh, the the most recent King Tut exhibition. It's called Tukahaman, The Last Exhibition. 
and uh, you know it's produced by an Italian agency, and it follows from the discovery of the tomb in 1922 through the the touring exhibition that started in Los Angeles in 2019. And I think Iggy's kind of an inspired choice to narrate this. He's got those deep resonant tones. So he almost, and, you know, there's parts of him that look like he could have been in the tomb, <laughs> you know, when they unearthed it. I was going to so, ask, like, what, how's he connected? Has he got an interest? Is this like a... I, did, I just think, you know, he is a, you know, even though he's known for that, you know, kind of punky rock that he did with the Stooges. He's actually a very smart and very intellectual guy. And and hmm. he has the voice to carry something like this off. Plus so. Mike Rowe and Alec Baldwin were both busy, so they called Iggy Pop. <laughs> they called uh, Iggy Pop. Steve Martin did the song. Why not him? <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're going to hear it. This, this sounds like a very serious uh, Okay. Endeavor. All right. What do you want to finish with, Gary? Well, I guess we should make note to uh, and, and offer condolences to uh, the band Cinderella as well as the family members of not one but two band members who passed away on Wednesday. Uh, long time, yeah, their, their longtime guitarist, uh, Jeff Le- Le- Labar, uh, passed away at age 58, and then the keyboardist, Gary Corbett, also died. He played. He played with Kiss on tour as well, and just as a strange thing to you know, a strange thing to have you know happen in in one to one band at one time. Neither guy was with the band at the, at this moment, but they both you know, especially Jeff Labar was one of the co-founders and was on all those great early albums. So a uh, you know, a real real kind of you know, yeah. these deaths always seem to be shocking when they come along and. To have two at once is, uh, is particularly profound. Yeah. How do you like the Bucks' chances? It's a race to two at this point. You know, yeah, it is. You know, they got to get home. You know, they they held home serve, so they got to uh, now they got to steal one. They got to get one in Phoenix. That's the three. We're rooting for them here. All right, All Gary. Right. Thanks right. for the time. We'll talk to you next week. You guys take care. All right, Gary Graff. Oh, who by the way has his electricity back?